0: This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks, show number 479, recorded on February 11th, 2021. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home news reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios And here. Mike and Aaron, you have you, you can complain with us as well tonight. The Vortex, right? Is that what they're calling it? Or the, the Arctic for What are they calling that thing?
1: That's, that's I here. think it's the, the Polar Vortex.
0: Polar
2: Vortex. It comes Thank from my you.
1: homeland, so.
2: <laughs> is it your fault? <laughs> Sorry. That we are so yeah, cold who can here? we blame? Because this is awful.
1: <laughs> I think there's a song called Blame Canada, so play it now.
0: Yeah, well, that's why hockey is so, so good in Canada, right? Because the lakes are frozen all the time. Exactly. Mike, are you ready? I, I saw like a low of like negative 16 for us next week.
2: Yeah, like and a high of negative two on Monday, which so my my a guy at work just moved here from San Diego. And he's like, is this normal? And I'm like, no, don't like we'll have maybe a day or two of this, but not weeks on end like yeah, we're in now yeah. and uh, i have my fences torn down they were they they did it at the perfect time they tore down the fence and the next day when they're gonna go put it up we got a bunch of snow and with these temperatures none of it's melted so i i've just been stuck it's like this weird phase we got into and so i'm just really cheering on the higher temperatures that might come i think a week from now is when we might get some higher temps aaron do canadians get cold I mean, is that a, like, you can't, you listen, you can't live in
0: Canada and complain about being cold, right? You can't do it. It's not oh, legal. Oh,
1: oh no, it's a, it's a national pastime. <laughs> yeah. So it's, we, we get cold. I, I guess you kind of get used to it because in all honesty, once the temperature gets below about minus 20 Celsius, which I think is like about the negative three. In I think. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I can't do that math. Um, you just you just stop feeling colder. It's just it's like all one hideous horrific level of cold. Yeah. But you know things happen like your your nostrils stick together yeah. when you inhale, yes. and yeah. you know nothing works. So all my all my ring cameras go offline. You know much below oh. minus twenty and oh yeah yeah. I have
0: to think. I'll so have to watch technology
1: this. freezes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This will be the first year I've had ring up and it's been that cold. I installed them. Uh, we, you know, we got broken into New Year's Eve last year, or, yeah, New Year's last year. So I put them up pretty fast, but we never really saw those temps last year. We're going to see them this year, for sure. So I'll have to check. Anything else, uh, tech-wise, that I I need to be aware of? Uh, If certainly your phone could have problems, if you, like, you wouldn't want to leave your phone in the car.
2: Uh, No,
1: in fact, I've taken my phone out in those temperatures, like minus 10, minus 20, and it, in a couple of minutes if it catches that chill it will just shut right down i've had that happen to my iphone multiple times and okay. then um what else shuts down in the cold i mean cars and everything yeah but you don't work, plug your but... you
0: don't you don't plug your cars in do you up there a
1: lot a lot of people do okay. we have we park ours in our garage and our garage stays yeah reasonably warm, warm so but a lot of people will plug them in and use their block heaters um, a lot yeah. of folks have heated garages for that purpose you know it it doesn't tend to stay that cold for that long but to answer your original question no Canadians don't like this yeah. either
0: <laughs> well you'd think you know hey you you live there you know what you're getting into it's not like Florida when Florida gets to cold you know and they're like oh this is terrible it's never cold there so they they're they have the ability to complain, but
1: it's all relative right? we
0: we can't in the midwest either. um I was thinking you know uh when we think of tech and and cold and some you know some of those kinds of things, just your car on those like because of you know a lot of folks aren't driving the same patterns that they drove before. they're not going to work every day or they're doing something different, right? That car sits long enough it's It's really hard on vehicles to be that cold for that long, so I've been trying to start mine at least once. Every day. Oh, that's a
1: smart idea. I didn't yeah. really factor that in either. So, yeah, yeah. I think different good, times.
0: Good idea. Uh, f- a lot of folks have apps now. You know, if you're, bu- if you're buying a new car, uh, Ed Sullivan, who we talked about earlier, is buying a new Tesla. Um, uh, Paul Breran has a Tesla. You can just tell the car to turn on. You know, just get on your yeah. phone. And, and there's, I think there's some other cars. Mike, do you know of any other don't you guys have some smart capabilities? Yeah, yeah in-
2: my, my my Chevy has has the app right where you can turn it on. And now here's an idea, Jim. You got me thinking maybe there's a home assistant way of open my garage door at a certain time, open the garage door, start the car. Yeah. Okay, for just a few minutes, mm-hmm. turn the car back off, shut the garage door. Oh, that might be that might be a good idea. You could right. totally to
1: make that, that a routine. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and that would be smart.
2: Yeah, I hope that Chevy would... has a pl- has integrations with some app. I can make that work. That would be Something. pretty cool. Well, you'll have yeah. it
0: figured out by the end of the show.
2: Yeah, I'll, have... I'll be working on that while you guys talk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we uh, speaking of that, we post show notes uh, out at theaverageguy.tv for this HGG. Uh, sl- or, no, I'm sorry, HomeGadgetGeeks slash HGG four seven nine. Couple reminders. Uh, you know, of course, crypto's in the news, and I, 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 this is one of those things. actually, many of you have taken me up on the the Coinbase offer. So go to guy.tv slash Coinbase, sign up for an account. They'll give you 10. They'll give me 10, which is awesome. I appreciate that. Thank you for doing that. And then there's some training that you can take there. They're literally the cheesiest videos. Actually, they're not bad, to be honest. You can watch them. They're two or three minutes long, and you can make about $30 or $40 in, in these different cryptocurrencies just for watching the video. And I always tell people, Aaron, if you don't understand crypto, don't trade it. Don't buy it if you don't understand it. But learn on somebody else's dime, right? Why, why why wouldn't you do that? That makes sense. Yeah. Sign me up. You know, why wouldn't you do that? So, well, you could head over to theaverageguy.tv slash Coinbase. And I I imagine you being in Canada, shouldn't be any problem getting on on Coinbase in Canada. Mike, do you know, they're not just the U.S. That's a great
2: question. I don't know. I Um, know the, the KYC stuff rules might be a little bit different up there, but I I don't know.
0: Okay. Well, Mike, uh, Aaron, you figure that out while Mike's talking. Yes, he's going to figure out uh, how to get the, how to get the garage door right. working. And, uh, but uh, <laughs> nonetheless, uh, check it out for yourself, theaverageguy.tv slash Coinbase, if you want to jump out there.
2: Well, it's always and, good to give a, a quick price update, too, because I know a lot of you oh, maybe yeah. don't follow the markets. And so you're like, okay, I've been hearing that it's been going up, but how much? So just for kind of reference, you know, we, we use Bitcoin as kind of the standard. About 11000 at the end of November, mid-November end, I mean, it's up to 48000 a coin, now so i mean that is a massive massive jump it's gotten close to 50 i think it actually did it cross 50 or get close to 50 um in the past few days and it keeps kind of flirting around now and so just just some crazy numbers everyone's been kind of expecting a drawback but it keeps not happening right we got to 20 and everyone's like oh then we got to 30 i was like is this gonna come back and it just keeps going up it's been on news from you know Elon Musk announcing that Tesla has a $1.5 billion, you know, stake in Bitcoin, things like that. But yeah, for those of you guys who don't follow it, that's where we stand today. Kind of fun to give you guys updates for those of you who don't, you know, track this on a daily basis.
0: Ethereum is really the story, to be honest, in this. I mean, Bitcoin, yeah, it's kind of a yawner. And I mean, it's done some great stuff, but Ethereum has really done really well in, through these times. And Bitcoin pulled back a little bit and Ethereum surged ahead. And actually, from a price perspective, it's, uh, I don't know if it's exactly the same percentage increase, but it's pretty darn close. So both those, both Bitcoin and Ethereum have done, have done pretty well. My point in all that, Mike, is if you don't, if you don't understand it, now is not the time to, to figure it out with your own money. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Get in there, figure out a way to do it. Learn before you, uh, we're not
2: just supposed to all go grab Dogecoin. I heard that was the thing, Jim, uh, all go put all your money into Dogecoin, yeah. Dogecoin and GameStop. And I hear you'll be a millionaire. It's, isn't that how it works? It's over. I think that's, yeah, it is. It that, is that, definitely that's
0: definitely over. I think that gig is up and Doge, Doge may be out uh, here before we know it as well, <laughs> but. It would be good. I think it would be good. You know, Mike and I have been talking about crypto for a while now. And I think if you haven't jumped on it, um, don't feel the pressure to, but certainly start paying attention to it. Like, I think it's going to be one of those things that's going to be around and in the news and, and something you might want to stay interested in. There's lots of easy ways to get it done. So uh, get that done as well. Aaron, you know, um, hopefully you know by now, I bought a Mac. I'm, I live in the I, I in- have
1: heard the the word on the street.
0: I know. I'd, lo- I'd love to say you influenced me, but it was really weaker. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that it was both of us. So that, well, yeah. I'll give her some credit. Every time you're on Thank with you. the Apple products, yeah, um, we've been. Are, a- are you
1: you're coming over? Like what what prompted this? What was sort of the straw that broke the the, the apple?
0: Yeah the 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 M1 chip. So. Uh, uh, my buddy Ed got one and he was telling me how great they were for video processing and yeah. like how fast it was and the battery life. And so I was mentioning that to Mike on the show and we started talking about it. And I almost bought it right on the show. Like I was. He, he didn't even have to talk to you. while Mike
1: was talking.
2: You did get the, you got the Apple card right on the show. Like we were prepping, like he applied for the Apple card to make sure that was all going to work. He was going same thing happened with the iPhone. Like I just learned for Jim, let him have his first, you know, beer during the show, About halfway through, start mentioning we should buy something. And in the post show, <laughs> we might actually buy it. It's been a great process. You got the iPhone 12 that way, almost got a Mac that way. We did, you did wait, which I was happy because I would have felt really guilty if that would have been a spur of the moment purchase. It's the look on your face when I was about to buy it. <laughs> I was scared. There was like, it's oh not a God. small purchase. No.
0: It, it's, it, it's not a huge, like, it's not huge like Mac used to be either. It's not like I was dropping 3500 bucks or $5,000 on a computer. That would be huge. And these are, they're a grand, but, um, You know, I spread that out. It's an interest-free for, you know, 100 bucks a month for, you know, like, for 12 months. That's, that's not terrible. Well, you,
1: you've got a good business case to make for it, too. I do. Right? I and know. I mean, podcasters, video producers, YouTubers, there's, there's a great case to be made for using a Mac for that.
0: Yeah, well, it, l- let me give an example of how helpful it's been already. So last week's show was an hour and 25 minutes edited. Uh I ran it because uh, I wanted to test it. Like, okay, is this really doing, you know, is this saving me anything? So I ran it on the old studio PC. It's a Core i7-4770. It's, uh, I think that makes it a third generation, uh, fourth generation somewhere in that. It's not too old, but it's not new either. Uh, 16 gig of RAM on that box. And it would take me about, mm, take me about 13 minutes to run that hour and hour, hour 25 video to render that down to 7.20, so I could post it to YouTube. Same thing on the Mac Mini, 8 minutes. Okay, so 12 minutes to 8 minutes. I do a lot of that video processing. uh, Much smaller box, much more power efficient in the process. Like, so there's some real added benefits to it from that perspective. So that was just the, the audio, of course, not quite the dramatic change in audio processing. Mm -hmm. Uh, just because it was pretty fast, you know, to rip an MP3 from an from well, in in my case, I'm doing lossless on those video files, but they're still really small compared to a, you know, to a a 1080p or a seven four
1: K or
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I would imagine the larger those files get so like on a 4K the more savings you would see on it.
2: Right. 100%. Like, if you're running 4K that's where you're really going to shine. I noticed that going from, you know, my my Mac laptop which is has good power even to my gaming rig which is like really overpowered right with the 4k editing it it, on the computer even just scrubbing through the file you'll notice as you're in the editing process the computer kind of choked and and my game PC, i can just scroll right through it's got the beefy gpu things like that to help so i think that really would shine if you started editing in in uh higher quality
0: yeah yeah it works great now and it's 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 been awesome for that Aaron, what do you have from uh what are you using from from a for a pc or mac perspective
1: i have a macbook pro laptop And it's been great for me, I'm every now and then I'll get stuck, um, I'll hit the wall kind of on memory for it. So I'll have to clean up kind of old files. And especially for me, like, I have hours and hours of video files on my computer, which I realize is not for most normal people. Um, So I have to kind of go in and dig out, you know, what I've downloaded and accidentally kind of stored away and clean that out. Um, but it's been really good for me. Uh, it's very reliable. I love it. It's easy to use. It's fast. I did have a problem right before Christmas, though, where I thought one of my keys was stuck, and I took it into a Mac authorized dealer and just said, "You know, I can you just like while I'm waiting, you could maybe swap out the key for me. That'd be great." And he takes it in the back, and he comes back out, and the computer's wrapped in bubble wrap, and I was like, "What are you doing?" And he said. Uh, you need to take this right now to uh, like a Mac store. The battery is expanding and it's technically explosive. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding me? Like you're handing me like he's handing me this ginger little laptop thing and saying like basically it could explode. Wow. Yeah, so I had to uh, in the end, I had to send it off to Mac. Which also seems weird. You're going to send something that was technically explosive in the post, like in the mail. But anyway, I got Apple was lightning fast. Oh, that's a good pun. That's a good Apple pun. Um, but they got me my my laptop back in about four five days. I would say. Wow. So battery replaced, back in and out four or five days, and uh, just just seven hundred dollars U.S. So.
2: Oh, ouch! Yes, no was, kidding.
1: Was past its warranty, but good as new now. So, any
0: any thoughts on upgrading? Now that you got this, and you're like, uh, any thoughts of upgrading to the new M1
1: gear? I did think of that, and I thought, you know, it's funny where your relativity gets to. It's like spend seven eight hundred bucks on a new battery, or spend like two thousand on a desktop version, or three thousand and get you know all the power and the and then i was just like i know like make make the smart decision and then you know don't don't decide when you're under the gun so yeah. i got my trusty laptop back and i i'm still happy with it what year so is i it? might upgrade one
0: day, but is it what your it oh uh,
1: let's see i can tell you it is a 2017 okay
0: so it's an intel intel based yeah yeah yeah. Well, and, yes. you know, they've got some trade-in programs. I mean, that's some of those things, too, that I think Apple does really well, uh, is, you know, they, sometimes you have the ability to trade them in. And, I mean, the, the purchasing experience is just dynamite. I mean, it was really, it was, yeah. I, I could have had somebody, I would have you know, voucher to, they would have, somebody would have called me and helped me do whatever. <laughs> like, there's all oh, nice things you can pick. Like, do you want help with apps? Do you want help with setup? Do you want help with, Music, do you want help with? Like, and you could get this free call from them. I don't know how good it is, I didn't take it, but uh, it was a uh, the that, that I should have, but I was so anxious to get this thing set up. It did have the my, Mike, the Mini did have a problem. It's kind of funny as we think about the Mac community, and Aaron, you can probably validate this because you've been around the Mac community a long time. So, I was having trouble, it was when it was going to sleep, only one monitor would come back. So, I have one connected via HDMI. And one connected through the Thunderbolt 4 port in there through a DVI adapter. And uh, they're both DVI monitors. They're a little bit older, but they're great monitors. I just wanted to use them, right? So the HDMI would come back on, but the one connected through the Thunderbolt 4 port would not. And you would, I Oh, that's so weird. Yeah, you do some things and switch some stuff around. So I go on the Mac Rumors website, you know, in in the Mm -hmm. forum. I look for... Monitor won't come back on. Apparently, this is a gigantic problem that's been happening since Thanksgiving, since these things were shifted. And listen, if you ever want a forum of just whiners and complainers, oh, my God, Mike, how did you
2: live in this? How did you Okay. That's like every forum for every product ever. Okay. I, I don't, I only had strictly Mac, but you know, to be it fair, like,
0: it was bad. They were like, I'm taking this thing. Like they just gotten it. I, one of them was like, I just got it today. It's doing it to me. I'm taking it back. And it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like do let's do a little work before you, you know, before you just take it back. But it was crazy in that in those forums mike
2: yeah i think those historic yeah. mac people like we are used to you know kind of like the polish right the thing's just it just works right that's always been mac's thing and then in the past few years that hasn't been the case and i think everyone's just kind of getting a little fed up with yeah. some of these little yeah. imperfections that that are seeming to happen more and more and more um like this right and then obviously if this has been happening since november why has it been fixed yet kind of thing right so yeah. I, I can i think there's a good basis to complain there if i just dropped you know a thousand dollars on a new computer i would expect both monitors to work
0: seems seems like a reasonable seems reasonable yeah
2: right exactly so
0: tons of complaining going on and one guy pops in and goes hey if you change the setting it fixes it and then more complaining and because so <laughs> like- it only
1: works for some people probably yeah. right
0: well, it's funny. So I tried his thing and it it, it actually did work. <laughs> and nice. so the, the deal was, you know, um, you have this, you have this idea of spaces. It, so monitor spaces. So each monitor has the ability to have four different spaces on it. Right. Well, when you split them on the mini, you can have four on one and four on the other for a total of eight. Or you can say spaces aren't allowed. Just give me four. And it really does the Windows idea then of, it's all one big space. So you get four across the two monitors. So apparently there's some software problems with that in the spaces and it waking up that other space. So it's like, Mm. I know how to wake up this space. The HDMI space is fine, but the Thunderbolt space is not fine. So when you combine them, so I combined them and it fixed it. Well, then I started reading farther and they're like, Oh yeah, somebody said, well, then two weeks later, he goes, they're still complaining. Two weeks later, same (laughs) guy. Hey guys, did you see I posted a fix for this? More it's
1: a hobby at that point. Nobody said
0: thanks. Like right? Like, oh yeah, thanks. Like so. Anyways, uh, they have a point two release that came out that fixed it for both spaces. So it's by now it's fixed. But a lot of these things are going on. I think with the M one, with both the with the, both the MacBook and the Mini. It's new, right? It's new silicon. It's mm-hmm. new parts. It's new software. It's all that new stuff. So um, we asked you last week, uh, if you were listening, to give us a, give us a call or leave a message. If you head over to HomeGadgetGeeks.com and go to the right-hand corner in the bottom, there's a little microphone. And we'd love to hear from you and your suggestions. I think I asked the question of, what should I know about this Mac? What should I do? What should I have? Brian sent us in a note. I apologize for the audio quality. There was something kind of wonky uh, with PodPage when he recorded it. But here's Brian, and he's got an idea for us. Maybe. You know, this always works when I test it. One second. This always works before the show. And then you go to do it. I feel like I'm Bill Gates at CES. Brian. I uh,
2: just have a quick tip for new Mac users. Uh, built into the Mac operating system is a rather powerful screenshot system. You can always do command shift three for a standard screenshot, command shift four to draw what you need. But my favorite is command shift five, which brings up a ton of options, including capturing video, delayed capture, etc. All right, I did not know about command shift five. Me neither. I use three and four all the time. Command shift five. Wow. Okay, I'm gonna have to try that one. And can, what's, I am I'm gonna wake up, my I have my Mac right here. I'm actually gonna just see what kind of pops up. That, that's really, really cool. What does five do again? Uh, it gives you more options, apparently.
1: Options, including video capture.
2: Oh, look at that. All down below. And so you can click your options. Great. Very cool. You do, right?
1: I Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so often I, I, I actually have a hack set up to record video on my MacBook um, with, oh, gosh, what is it called? Uh, I can't remember the name of the program. Um, but yeah, I have to hack it. So that could be a huge game changer for me. How did I not know this?
2: Uh, same here. I'm one of the, I mean, record entire screen and then okay. just, that is amazing. Well,
0: are you That's guys really mess nice. with it? Cause I know you're going to want to mess with it right now. Let me, <clears throat> let me just say this. Um, one other thing from the Mac side of things before we get to Aaron. Aaron, thanks for being so patient with us as we do all this chat. Of
1: course. I'm happy. To, I'm happy to be here and happy to listen. I learn something new all the time.
0: There you go. So, um, Synergy. So I've been, you know, I'm a Mouse Without Borders a user on, on uh, Windows, which means I can connect multiple PCs to multiple monitors and have one keyboard and mouse, right? solution. So was going to use Synergy, which has been an open source, but has recently, I think, come into some, uh, some company now owns that and you you pay for it. It's 30 bucks, so it's not terrible, but uh, it it it's now a paid application. And, um and so I installed it and I just have not been able to get it work. I mean, it was, it was flaky both on Windows and on Mac. And it would, on the Mac, every time I'd reboot, it would just like forget it. It was even there. And I have to reset it up again. And it worked on one PC and not another. And I was super frustrated. <clears throat> but then I went out and um, checked the forums and they, <laughs> it's, there. it's got a lot of problems. And so they're they have some fixes coming up on that. So uh, I, I was kind of deciding like, Oh, do I just ditch this thing? Do I ask for my money back? And I was kind of like, No. They go wait and see. We got some point releases coming up. I got it kind of working for now. So I got Mouse Without Borders on the Windows boxes. And then I've got another keyboard and mouse for the Mac. And I'll make it work in the interim because I'm that kind of guy. But um, uh, yeah, that didn't work out as great as as I'd hoped. So I have a little bit of kind of rigged, kind of rigged to get it done. Um, Aaron, out at your site, Tech Gadgets Canada, we want to remind everybody, by the way, you should be heading out there and having that bookmarked or somewhere. Where you could, did you have a small experience? make it
1: your homepage? Then I get a click every day.
0: Oh, that would Wonderful. be tech gadgets Canada just like it sounds.com. You um, you just ordered the AirPods Max to review. Max. You also just published like the the uh, something on your AirPods Pro a one-year review on that as well. So, now, okay, these things aren't cheap, right? I mean, what are you, what, what are you, well, and you live, <laughs> what, what am I doing? <laughs> you live in Canada. It's so like eight times more expensive than they are here in the U.S. What are you doing here? What are you
1: doing? Yes. Uh, it, they are crazy expensive. Um, but this is sort of, you know, these are, this is something I like to do for folks. I know this is a huge commitment for people to you know, to buy new headphones, especially ones that cost as much as AirPods Pro used to and AirPods Max do currently. Um, so, in some cases, I like to take the hit and get them, try them out for folks, so that you know if they are worth the money, you can make an informed decision to save up and buy them. And if they're not, you should know that too. So, I just wrapped the one-year review, like Jim said, of the AirPods Pro and. I am really happy with them. They are, they are great headphones. They sound great, most importantly of all. Um, in the Apple ecosystem, which is you know probably 80% of the use case for these, they are super easy to use. They are seamless. They connect to your last device all by themselves. Um, I love the new fit and the new design because I previously hated with a passion the original AirPods hated them. So I was really excited to try the new design. um, And I think they are a lot better. They've also got noise canceling. They've also got transparency mode. So I think they're a much better product right now. And if you're an Apple user, and you're looking for that headphone experience that, as Mike just said, just works, I think the AirPods Pro are actually really great for that. So I do I do recommend them.
0: Is that what you're using right now? That is
1: what I'm using right now. Oh, yeah. wait.
2: There you
1: go. For those for those who are watching on the video stream, you can see them. I'm I'm hey, always, is I using
2: for your mic too.
1: Yes. Does it great. sound okay?
2: Yeah. I am shocked. I yeah. did not, I would never would have guessed you were using the AirPods as the actual microphone. They sound really good.
1: Yeah. The yeah. the quality has been outstanding. I'm really impressed with it.
0: Yeah, you don't get the roomy noise. You don't get the the, the one hang up I've had is at work when we podcast, it's an hour and a half or two hours where they have them in their ear. What kind of battery life are you seeing? Cause it always, it never fails. They didn't charge them. And then we've been on the podcast and we get halfway through it and they're, you see them fumbling. Cause this, it must give you some kind of warning that they're going dead.
1: But, I, I um, did plug them in earlier today, Jim, but to, to that question, I, I sure hope they don't die. Um, no, I've got a full, looks like I've got a full battery on them, but I get, I think it's about four or five hours out of the buds. And then I think there's 20 hours or so in the case. Um, and I'd say it's pretty close to that, but I mean, I'm not often unless I'm editing video, I'm not often wearing them for super long durations. So they do have a chance to fully recharge on me. Um, which is nice. And they seem to recharge fairly quickly. Yeah.
0: So why, why the max? These are great. Why the max? Why'd you buy them?
1: Why the Max? Well, that's... I mean, these that's are the Pro.
0: <laughs> yeah, you have the yeah. Pro, but you order you're you're gonna buy the Max, right? The oh, Macs. Okay, got yeah, it. The AirPods yes, Max.
1: Yeah, <laughs> not M A C M A X.
2: Yeah, M A X. Sorry. Right. M-A-X. Apple and their naming scheme. Um, I, I can't even keep them straight. I
1: know. I know. <laughs> but everybody laughed at the iPad, and now it's just it's just a thing you say. So right. Um. So why the Max? Honestly, I am desperate to know if paying. I think they're about almost eight hundred dollars Canadian uh, if if they're worth it. i I have a really hard time, and I'm gonna say this out of the gate, and if this makes me biased before my review, so be it. But Apple's gonna have to win me over with these because they're hella expensive and they're over ear headphones, so they're bigger, they're a little more intrusive. Um, They're a little more obvious when you wear them. I mean, the, the great thing about the AirPods Pro is that, you know, half the time, if you don't want somebody to know you're wearing them, they might not know. Whereas with the other, the bigger headphones, everybody can see them, which I guess is probably part of the point of the AirPods Max. They're a bit of a status symbol, I guess. So I just have to know if they're worth it. If all of this additional technology, they've got the spatial audio, but Pro tip, I will tell those of you out there who are considering these headphones right now. If you already have the AirPods Pro earbuds, the latest firmware update on the AirPods Pro earbuds give you spatial audio, which is the huge feature that Apple is touting with the AirPods Max. And spatial audio, anybody can stop me if they've already heard this spiel, but spatial audio basically gives you sort of a, a wider and deeper sound stage and more realistic sound in 3D space, if that makes sense. Whereas sort of stereo audio essentially feels like it's, you know, beaming into either side of your head from either side of your head. So it's supposed to give you a more realistic experience. And spatial audio will also do something where if you're watching it from a phone or an iPad in front of you and you turn your head or you move around, it will actually anchor the audio to The device digitally. So it sounds more like things are coming from the spot in space where they should be coming from. So there's some really cool features. Like I said, you can get the spatial audio on the AirPods Max right now. And it is really cool. So is it going to be like $500 more cool on the AirPods Max with an X? I'm not sure, but I will report back.
2: I'm excited to hear about those. Cause I thought the same thing. And, you know, I think sometimes a lot of people are quick to get on Apple for their prices, especially for their, their pro line of computers, right. And everything, but like these are for, you know, professionals and the status who just want to have them. Right. I don't think they're probably, I mean, they're not intended for everyone. There are high end audio, you know, headphones you can buy. And I think this is just part of that system, but I, I really want to know the sound quality, um, the spatial audio, the, But the interesting part to me, it seems like there were some spaces where they knocked it out of the park and then some like the case for them is kind of surprising and like how they fold. I'll be interested for that part of your review on like usability and day-to-day life because like that case just seems so non-functional. But you need the case because that's the only way they go to sleep, right? Like you have to put them back in that case so they go to sleep and and on and Yeah, it looks looks non-protective look it just looks wonky and a very yeah so right here so you're almost using your head as a a handle
1: it's a it's an awkward purse yes like in in and what takes up
2: a lot of space i mean especially for guys
1: but a lot of guys yeah don't want to look like they're carrying a purse
2: well, the fact that they're open on the bottom, like if I drop that, is it going to scratch those on the bottom? It's just, it's all the things were very odd on the case, whereas I bet they're going to sound phenomenal. A lot yeah. of really good things. There's a few, I'm like, eh, that's surprising. So maybe third-party cases or, you know, an, an upgrade to the case at some point. Uh, but I'm excited yeah. for that. Yeah.
1: Well, I just wish they folded. A lot of the, um, the over ear headphones, like I think it's the Jabra's and the JVC's that I've tried, actually kind of fold in on themselves. So they are a lot more compact without having that sort of awkward, bulky case over top of it. But these are, these are all the questions I need to answer. And
2: With do God. we know, are they going to have transparency mode? They're
1: supposed to, I think. Yes,
2: Cause that is my all time favorite game changer feature of the AirPod pros, because you don't get that like, on an airplane feeling in your ears of, cause I have these other uh, earbuds that I use actually upstairs for my Nvidia shield. And every time I put them in, I feel like you have to like pop your ears because you, you know, they, they wedge and they do create a nice little sound barrier. And uh, I don't hear anything else, but man, they're, they don't have like when I need to wear them on for an everyday basis, I couldn't do it. I, I pretty much live in transparency mode. I thought I would use more noise canceling, I love transparency. When you're driving, you feel safer when you're out and about. When you're wearing them around the home, I, I, I love transparency mode. It just It works really well.
1: Uh, so Jim, do you have headphones with transparency mode? I don't.
0: Well, no? these do, but they're not like, they're just it's not active. active. It's passive, it's right? Passive. It's the yeah. way they've, the earpieces are built. They allow ambient sound to come in, right? They were designed. Right. Right. Like
1: an open design? A more yeah, open design. they just
0: yeah, they just, the, the, it just allows sound to come in. So you, you, they were designed by athletes who were spending a lot of time working out, outside, and didn't want to get hit by a car. So, are these the Bose?
1: Are, are you wearing these
0: the Bose? You no, know, these are earbuds. Y-U-R-B-U-D-S oh, okay. earbuds. Yeah. Been around a long time, uh, 10 years or so, um, uh, a group of athletes got together, a couple guys got together and like, you know, we need better, because that, the, the point you're making, Mike, you know, you put those in and they block your ear canal. Yeah. And, and that's, at the time, 10 years ago, that's all, that's every headphone, every earbud you had did that, right? And they're like, No, we need, so they created a cup, the, 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 the design of what goes in your ear allows that ambient sound to come in. It's like mm. thin membrane where that sound can come in. It's not perfect, but it works. Oh,
1: very interesting. Well.
0: So, um. But uh, to Mike's point, yeah, it's sometimes the bows have it. But you were mentioning, real quick, so folks who are watching on the video, and I'll try to explain this, um, uh, Dave McCabe gave me some feedback, like, Hey, be a little more descriptive for us audio listeners, right? So Mike, to Mike's point, those on the headphones, and I have a pair of Jabra here, I think these are 40s, um, they turn in and go flat, right? Right. So in, in this case, they actually have a round case that goes around this, that you put them in to protect them, right? On the on the new Mac or on the new Max <laughs> AirPod Max, right? Is that what they're calling them? Max with an X Air, AirPods Max with an X. It's got almost a case that goes around just the ears, the ear um, covers, oh, yeah, the cans, and then it's got like a snap that goes up over the top that kind of holds mm-hmm. it all together in one piece, right? Um, where the Bose units, you know, um, those are familiar with Bose. Those kind of roll up like a snake in in the case, right? They get really small in there and you can curl
1: in on themselves almost, and then you can just zip them into a much smaller space. Yeah.
0: Really great design. Like, and so I have it in a hard shell case that is not going to get crushed.
2: And And that's even better because I have the old Quiet Comfort 15s, I think, before they did the full, they still fold flat, but so the case is a little bit bigger, but still hard shell case right like when i was traveling i i could throw that thing around and not worry about it and i was using them all the time that's kind of more what i expected on on the apple side and maybe an opportunity to use a case that would have protected them more and charged them i don't know so and th- that part just baffled me there's always some of those things i'm just like hmm interesting it's almost like they just got done and like shoot we forgot the case and but we're going to try and launch mm-hmm. these things and they kind of rushed it and didn't really think it all the way through Five
0: hundred and fifty U.S. dollars. For those, right. uh, yeah. So, um, in the iPod pr- or the, uh, I'm sorry, AirPod Pros. Oh man, all these these are hard to keep track of. I still don't <laughs> know most of the Mac line from computers. Like, I don't know the difference between an Air, uh, a Mac, and i. IP- uh, see, I don't know any of them.
1: MacBook <laughs> Air and MacBook Pro.
0: Yes, like I don't know that. And I, is there a Mac? Is there an iPad Pro? There's an iPad and an iPad. There's an
1: iPad and an iPad iPad Pro and an iPad Mini. And iPad Air. And an iPad Air. Yep.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like I'm 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 I don't get any of those things. Um, but the so the AirPods Pro are like 180 US. So a significant difference between
2: oh um, the AirPod Pros are 250.
0: Are they? Oh yeah. I I was just on Amazon. And I saw a pair for they, they
1: have been going on sale. I think one, it's because one they're one. trying to oh, have they yeah. push people maybe to the um next 249, 249
0: 179. Wow. So if
1: we're if we're online shopping here, folks, that's, now's yeah, the yeah. time.
2: No kidding.
0: <laughs> maybe I'll maybe I'll buy. Can you Livia? <laughs> let, let so I have I'm Oh not, I bet
2: they have sorry. I bet okay. they have stock of the non- um Qi charging case versions which isn't a big deal I've never charged my AirPod Pros with Qi maybe it's nice I've never tried it but that was the difference they upgraded the case so maybe they're getting rid of the old supply of the old cases I don't know maybe maybe the not Air,
0: the wired version the charging case that's wired uh and just the standard AirPods are 120 right now on Amazon yeah so okay
2: down from 100 and 100 and which I still think are a great pair of you know headphones for 120 um,
0: I have, so you have the, you've got the pros. I've got a partner who at night snores a little bit. Can you sleep in those things? And do they, no, dang it. Okay.
1: I can't, I can't sleep in headphones period. I've, I've tried a couple of years ago. I tried a pair of headphones called sleep phones, which is essentially flat little drivers in a headband mm-hmm. and they actually work quite well. They, they will not block out a lot of the noise, but mask a lot of the noise, I guess. If you've got something running on them, but I um, I have tried to sleep in headphones because my husband also uh, can be a snorer from time to time, and they just any in ears hurt my ears. But I did pick up also, which are on their way to me, the Bose Open earbuds, which have this new design. They're not open buds per se; they sort of perch over the top of your ear and don't get anywhere near your ear concha or your ear canal so i'm really curious about those because i could in theory maybe you know lay on the side of my head without having them pressing into my ear in the same way so i'm gonna try those out for sleeping and for other uses obviously for a review but
0: not to watch
2: mike yeah, I have. It's funny you said falling asleep. So, like I was mentioning, so I use MPOW, M P O W. I have the M thirties, a great set of headphones for forty bucks, um, Bluetooth, and I actually have fallen asleep in those. Those are the ones I have upstairs. That when I'm laying in bed, they connect to the Nvidia Shield, so I can listen to TV while uh, Hannah sleeps. And I have because they are they're they're a lot flatter, um, and I have fallen asleep in those before. And and you know, a little uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to do it on a nightly basis, but on a night like. You know, if the way if she was going to town and you really, you know, needed to, to block out some noise, they, they could work.
0: Uh, Brian says in chat, although not as bad as the Xbox naming.
2: Scheme. Oh, no kidding. We yes. Which is the worst lately. I, I still can't keep it straight. I don't know what it is.
0: Yeah. Joe, Joe says their iPhone naming schemes got really wonky there for a while. <laughs> so uh, it's I think it's, it's hard. No matter what you do, people are going to uh, gonna complain about it. Bose did an, uh, in ear sound sleeping device, uh, like two years ago Mm -hmm. that came on the market with a big splash, made it for a couple months. And I think, I don't think they worked because they've disappeared for the most part.
1: Yeah. My husband was looking for those and he couldn't find them. He was, he was looking for a pair for himself as well.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, uh, (laughs) we have a trip coming up and, and so I'm like, I'm going to have to you know, now I can just go to another location in the house and get, but it's in a hotel room. It's not like I could knock on the door, you know, uh, Hey. uh, Meet your neighbor. But I'd be interested, I'd be interested in, in hearing how those work for you uh, when you get them um, as well. Aaron, you are, well, let me, before we, before we transition, should I, Mike, should I be an owner of, like, at 180 bucks, should I own a pair of, uh, of, uh, air AirPod pros? I mean, I think so.
2: Yeah. Now I, I will say for me personally, it's so funny that Aaron said she didn't like the fit, um, of the originals, but loves the pro my wife, same exact way, hates the old versions. Cause we have, I think we have three or four pairs of these now around the house. Cause now I got some for Hannah. I have the pros. I also have the originals. Um, I am the opposite. I, the pros do not stay in my ear. Uh, the originals mm-hmm. were perfect. I can wear the originals all day, these pros. So for me, I actually had to go out and get third-party tips for them, which are great. You can get them on Amazon, and the more foamy instead of the plasticky. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they did stay in a little bit better when I did that. So for me, the fit-wise, I, I liked the original, but I think I am in the minority here. I think everyone loves the pro fit a lot more. It, but to Aaron's point, they just work. Now, I will mm-hmm. say, I don't know what it is about Microsoft Teams, Teams hates every Bluetooth headset I have ever tried to use with it. It cuts out. It doesn't work. Um, so if you're trying to use it on Windows, especially, I know the AirPods, they, they do work. But a lot of times the headset feature, if you're trying to use them for like calls, um, it's it's not the best. So I actually don't use my network because I'm on a Windows computer. Uh, but everywhere else, I, I have them in all the time. And my wife does as well. So I mean, I think they're they're kind of a staple. They're, they're nice. Yeah. Also on the Apple card, you know, it's only like... I think like 49 bucks. For I shredded the card, dude. I couldn't. No, it's not true.
0: It's sitting right behind me. You can't shred
2: that thing. It's like titanium. It's heavy. <laughs> you could kill someone with that thing.
0: No, I grabbed the wrong card. Aaron, what's your use case on the, uh, uh for your, for your AirPods. What, what what do you use it mostly for?
1: Um, a lot of video and zoom calling, um, conference calls, I will plug them in because the, our space in our house right now is kind of open. My husband and I are sort of sharing a space. So if I need to do video editing, I will put them in to edit videos. Um, What else? I would say right now it's mainly conference calls and video editing, but you know, if I want to go for a walk and listen to an audio book, I mean, they're in, you know, that kind of stuff. They're just, they're just easy.
0: Uh, Brian says maybe the after show becomes Jim buys Apple stuff show again, so it's very possible. It always seems to happen towards the end of the show. I don't think it would be as dramatic if I bought those tonight after the show. I do. I did find the card, Mike. So this the the fancy this is nice. a fancy card a card that they, it's a it's a nice presentation. They do a nice job um, on that. Well, I'll have to consider it. I have those cheap thirty dollar forty dollar knockoffs that. The batteries. I've had them for a couple years now. The batteries last about 10 minutes, you know, at this point. <laughs> they don't pair very well. And they don't sound very good. I mean, they sound fine when I'm listening to audio. It sounds great. Uh, I think they have the original design. So it's a hard, hard shell, no soft tip. You just put it in your ear and it, mm-hmm. it, it sits there. And I think that was the big complaint about the early AirPods, right? They just yeah. fall out because yeah. there was nothing to
2: hold them
1: Yeah. At. They're just kind of hanging in your ear. And that's what I didn't like about them.
2: I have, Too I have, I have weird shaped ears. I, you know, I just, I know it. Something about them. I, just, I mm-hmm. loved those things.
0: So um, maybe it's time. It is also time. The whole planet,
2: and no, I shouldn't say that.
0: Most of North America is doing renovations. And Aaron, you, you have also been bitten by the, reno- it wasn't enough to renovate a van. You had to. <laughs> 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 you're, you're doing you renovating? You
1: think I would have finished that first before we started the Obviously. home renovation, but no, no still, still a few things to do in the van. No it's too cold.
0: Yeah. What do you, what do you got going on at home there?
1: Well, we finally decided that, uh, our kitchen where we spend, you know, most of our lives, probably like everyone out there who's listening, um, was just too small and I'm not exaggerating. We have about probably four feet maybe three feet of counter space that's sort of like usable workspace in our kitchen. So we finally, you know, we've been talking for years and years about we should renovate, we should, you know, knock down a wall between the living room and the kitchen and make the kitchen more functional and make it more our style. And, you know, like a lot of people after spending eight or nine months in, in your space and having a chance to look at it every single day, all day long, and then nitpick it. Uh, we finally decided it was time to pull the plug on a renovation. So, you know, all the things we haven't been spending money on, like dinners out and travel and other fun stuff like that, we decided uh, to put into a budget for a renovation. So we're doing our kitchen. Um, we are doing, we we have a spare bedroom that never gets used. So we're converting that spare bedroom into a an ensuite bathroom, walk-in closet, and then creating sort of a bigger, um, I think we call them principal bedroom suite now, formerly known as the master bedroom. Um, so basically most of our n- main floor is completely torn apart.
0: Oh, that sounds fun. That's not disruptive yeah. at all.
1: No, not at all. No, no
0: not at all. Um, you you got some faucet options. It, it sounds like you're going to replace... Uh, your kitchen faucet. And we did that recently as well. But we didn't go quite all the way. Like, it, it's not smart. You tap on it and it stops. It's, it's lighted, you know, when you, it, it, I shouldn't say lighted. It's lit. Uh, there's a little indicator on the bottom that, it's, uh, the beer's kicking in, that um, will tell you blue or red, right? But are you, you're, are you yeah. going, are you really going to go with one that you can talk to?
1: I'm going full tech on the faucet. So like you, I went for, well, it was a semi-smart faucet. So it's got, you know, if you get close enough to it, it'll turn on and that kind of stuff. But I saw this faucet two years ago at the Consumer Electronics Show, CES. So the U by Moen smart faucet is what it's called. And what it will do is it's got, you know, the manual tap operation, um, it's got the motion detection, that kind of stuff, but it also does things. Once you connect to a smart digital assistant, like Alexa, oops, I said her name, sorry, friends out there, it's um, lady, lady a, lady, a, and, uh, and Google, you can ask your faucet for things like, um, fill the baby bottle, do the dog water dish. Um, give me one cup of water at 101 degrees Celsius. Celsius Fahrenheit. Anyway. Um, So you can get really precise with what you want out of this tap and it will just deliver that. So you can hold your cup underneath the tap and say, dispense one cup of water and it will just come on, dispense the cup and then shut right off. So I saw a demo of this at CES, like I said, and I was just blown away by how useful this could be for a lot of things, because I'm one of those people that, you know, if I'm filling the watering can to water the plants, I get out two watering cans, and I start filling the one watering can, and then I take it away. And then I put the other watering can under it. And then I go water the other plants while the other one fills up. And then I try and get back before it starts to spill over. I mean, it's silly. So I just thought, wouldn't it be great if you could just get exactly the water you want, you're not wasting it, If you want hot water, warm water, cold water, this faucet is smart enough to figure it out. So yeah, so I'm going to put one of those in my kitchen. I'm going to be able to talk to my kitchen faucet and I can't wait.
2: Well, and that makes total sense because I'm already yelling at a lady, hey, how many ounces are in a cup when I'm measuring water and all that stuff anyway? So I'm already saying something. I might as well just say it and have the faucet dispense it. That's amazing. When you first said that you can talk to your faucet, I wasn't thinking about all those applications. I'm just saying turn on, turn off. But once you add in temperature, measurement, that is amazing. I didn't even know a product like that existed.
1: Yeah, it's been out for, I guess, just over two years now. And I keep hemming and hawing about it. And I mean, the kitchen renovation really just pushed us into doing that. We're replacing a lot of older fixtures and older appliances in our house. And I just thought, you know what? It's got to be smart. And honestly, I want to share this review with folks. I want to tell people if it's worth it or not. So I'm going to be the guinea pig. I'm going to find out if it's useful. I really hope that it is. I think it will be. But I'm really excited to find out firsthand.
0: We paid 350, I think, for the semi-smart one. Um, these here U.S. are, they start at like 675 and they go to like a 1,000. So, you know, pretty Depending t- on
1: your finishes, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> Sarah has complained to me a couple times. Like, <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter that you can touch the thing and it turns on and off, and you, know, you set the water temperature. She gets really frustrated that it gets no matter what she does, it seems like it's either too hot or too cold when she's washing her hands, and there isn't a great way to set that so it's perfect every time. So
1: that you know, yeah,
0: <laughs> this would do it. Like this, yeah, this.
1: <laughs> well, and to that point, you can say, you can create these commands with your digital assistant, yeah. so you can say, "A lady, um, set me up for hand washing," mm-hmm. and. The water would come on, you know, for a preset time at a preset temperature, and then you can just wash your hands. And then in theory, you know, if you've timed it right and you know what time you've asked her for, by the time you're done, she just shuts off.
2: Yeah. Talk about being so great I think for kids like too.
1: Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, absolutely! Because right?
2: I, 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 you know, our kids now are already very used to using a lady. They use her for timers because, and they know that's how we make them share because they want the same exact toy. And so now they're setting their own timers. they are like, "A lady set a three-minute <laughs> timer," but my youngest doesn't understand time, so he'll he'll say like, "A lady set a ten-minute timer for when his brother has it," not understanding that it should have been three. It's great, but point being, I have them go wash their hands all the time, and they're all the time making it way too hot. Oh, dad, it's like it's hot, right? And they're standing there for two seconds instead of you know actually washing their hands. Like I would love that. Shoot.
1: Yeah, I'm really. Shoot. I'm really Jim says.
2: So here's here's the post show purchase that Jim's gonna oh be making. God. This is, this is <laughs> exactly what she wants though. This is exactly
0: like. This is exactly. Do you think Moen has a trade in program, and they'd give me like seventy five bucks for my, for my I forget what the brand was that we bought. It wasn't terribly hard. I
2: wonder. That. Got bad. We got to wait for the review, though. I want to, okay. you know, we got to see if it's actually worth and waiting.
0: I'm going to watch this. I'm going to watch this review. And it may, you know, we may get to a point where they start to come down in price. I think Moen's probably maybe one of the first out with it. But good opportunity. We go through faucets. It's, it's, it's not like one of those things with computers where you can be like, OK, I'm going to buy a new computer and then I'm going to move this one down to this. and I'm going to make an unread server out of that. And I'm going to add some things you've got for most people. You have one kitchen faucet. So it's not like yeah. I, I could justify You it.
1: can't swap it into the bathroom. I mean, maybe into your laundry room sink. But, uh, oh. yeah, you're right.
0: Maybe I should set up a little kitchenette down here. There the you go. Right? That would, that'd be a way to kind of justify it.
1: Or in your camper van. Yes. Hmm.
0: Oh, there you go. Hey, um, are you going to do any lighting, any any kind of smart lighting then in this? What, what are you thinking?
1: Ermigerd smart lighting is what I live for. We've talked about it probably a lot, but yes, absolutely. Um, I am getting a whole set of lighting for the house that is going to be smart and connected. So we went with um, a set of lights called, they're made by a company called Lightline. And the system we chose was the, um, they're called the sky pot lights or down lights, um, depending on where you are. And something called the on cloud controllers. So, how this works is you install these new pot lights um, and they're smart. They're what's called smart and tunable. So, tunable essentially means that um, you can adjust the color temperature of them. So, if you like that warmer, yellower, oranger light, you can adjust it. If you like that brighter, whiter work light, you can adjust that. So, The great thing about these is you control them with the app. So you can adjust that tunable color temperature. They also come with full color spectrum. So I love smart lighting. I love the ability to play with all the different colors for your moods, for your weather, for, you know, creating scenes and stuff. So these lights are built in now and they're going to do it all. You don't have to rely anymore or I don't have to rely anymore on smart light bulbs in in fixtures here and there we're going to have these throughout the house so they work with the app and then the other genius thing that kind of made us really want to choose these lights is they come with what's called the on cloud room controller which in plain english for the rest of us is it's a light switch but it's a smart wi-fi connected light switch So it means you can control the lights. You can have full control over the lights, including the color temperature, including adjusting your scenes, on, off, dimming, all that stuff on the light switch, and it will line up with what you're doing on the app. So one of the problems with smart lighting has always been, it's great when you do it on the app, but if somebody hits the wall switch, everything's gone, right? You got to start over. With these lights, it's designed to be in sync. So whatever you're doing on the wall switch isn't going to affect the scenes that you've set up and vice versa. So you can kind of pick up where you left off. So I'm super, super, super excited about that. Our electrician put those in um, on the weekend and he's like, yeah, these are kind of cool. So we're going to be able to like completely adjust the temperature of light for, you know, a nice warmer light for dining, a brighter, whiter light for the kitchen when you're cooking you know, nice light for the office. It's, I'm just super excited about having all these lights, these smart tunable led lights from Lightline in my house.
2: Do you, it is amazing. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. I was gonna say, it is amazing how much temperature makes a difference. Um, so in our kitchen, we have just, you know, the regular light bulbs and I didn't realize it. I just went to the store and grabbed light bulbs. And also I put them in and we're like, whoa, cause we're used to the warm. And this was like, like white, white, white. And and it was, it was, it was off. It's weird how much it kind of changes. And we used them for a while, right? Cause I was like, well, you know, we just bought nine of them and I don't really have place. I can put in nine of those. And then it eventually though, was like, that is not the mood we want in our kitchen. It was just yeah. weird. It was way too much in the morning, especially. Um, but there were times where it wasn't too bad. And like when it's really bright out, it kind of helps. Um, but then if it's dark at all, that warm. So man, being able to control that around the house, has to be amazing. So how many total fixtures did you guys put in?
1: We've got 30 and I think we're going to get pretty close to that in sort of all the rooms and all the zones. The other, a couple of other reasons we chose this company is that they're, um, damp rated. So we can actually put them in our shower and the bathroom and not have to worry about them. So we've, we've had those added in as well. Um, and I just forgot the other great reason I was going to add these lights. My mind has gone blank.
0: Do you find um, it overwhelming for all the planning on, you know, scenes and temperature and direction? And like, I mean, does that, does it get a little overwhelming? I know when I go into big projects like that, I, think, Oh, this is going to be so great. And then you start digging into the details and you're like, Oh my God, this is way more complicated. Do you
1: mean on the Renault as a whole or with no, respect the, to the lighting? on the
0: lighting. I, as you think about yeah. where you're putting them, what temperatures do you want? You know, you're going to have to set all that stuff.
1: Yeah. You know, and then, I, I actually was, this was what I was going to say about these, is when we were shopping for pot lights, in a lot of cases, we had to choose if we wanted that harsher white light or the softer yellow light. And it was kind of an either or prospect. So being able to choose the color temperature you want, and not just something that you're going to set and then have to go back and switch, but that you can adjust constantly. I find a lot of comfort in that because, you know, I'm not quite sure how I might be using my new kitchen, we're going to have some workspace in there and a bar space. So, you know, if I want to do a podcast from there, or I want to shoot a video from there, and I want a bit of you know, brighter light, more TV style studio lights. I love the fact that I can adjust that. So, and I think these are kind of, you'll want to set up the, the scenes or the rooms and and kind of what your options are and timers and things like that. And for me, that's fun for me. And I think it's the kind of thing you sort of maybe do at the beginning, and then you probably don't touch it a whole lot after that. So I think some people might feel like they're intimidated by like, oh my God, I've got to set up 30 lights and you know, four or five rooms and ah, it's gonna be really terrible. Um, but companies are making these really easy now and they're super user friendly. And this company in particular uses the Wiz app, um, which is another smart lighting company out there. So they've sort of, um, you, I was gonna say lifted, but I assume they've licensed this technology with the app and stuff. So they're really trying to make it easy and consumer friendly so that anybody can do it. 10 years ago, programming your lights would not have been something I would either have taken on myself or advised anyone else to do. The fact that I can have my electrician do this setup, it is it is DIY if you're comfortable with, um, with installing your own fixtures, which I have done before, but I'm just, for this scope of project, I'm not doing it myself this time. So, I mean, get the contractor to do it, and then, you know, just get the app set up and, and program it once and go. And I'm really looking forward to what I'm able to do with them. I will definitely have to report back.
0: Okay. We'll have to hear how it goes. That's one of those things, too. You know, you say, I'll spend a bunch of time, I'll figure it out, and then we'll, we'll, we'll then I can, it'll just work. Until it doesn't, like the remote goes, or uh, one of, you know, something goes out, and then, you got to figure it all out again. Because you can't, you know, it's been two years. And you're like, Oh, how did this stuff work? I mean, I know I spent a ton of time thinking about this two years ago. I don't have a clue. And you almost spend a whole day just like (laughs) re-figuring. Mike and I run into this all the time, and you do, I'm sure, as well. When you have different um, products from different manufacturers doing the same thing, and one goes out and you're like, Okay, crap. How did, like, how did I connect to that one? What, what app did yeah. I use? Mike, I'm sure you've run it,
2: hundred percent all the time. Yeah. I've been trying to consolidate into home assistant, but still like at the same time we talked about, you know, this light up here is just easier to set that routine in the hue app. Right. And, and, uh, but yeah, I have wise and all of those different apps uh, agreed.
1: Lifex there's, there's a lot of smart lighting out there and mm-hmm. I've been trying to consolidate for quite some time. But I mean, let's be honest, smart light bulbs are not cheap, right? They're not inexpensive. And, right. you know, for me, I've, I've been able to experiment with a bunch of different sets and stuff, but you know, if you're going to commit to one lighting system, you want to know that it's going to work. And I, the one I've found actually is the best is Philips Hue in terms of just smart light bulbs that do exactly what they're supposed to. And you have very little, worry or concern with them. I've really enjoyed the Philips Hue ecosystem. It's just
0: expensive. They're just the they're the most expensive l- smart lighting you can buy. It's r- yeah. they're ridiculous, you know. That's the thing you kind of uh you go to buy a bulb and it's like $19 and you're like you know, I could probably get a govee for 7 or 4 <laughs> like, you know, and it's just it's just one of those things. Um and Andrew makes a good point. He he was talking in chat about Can I, you know, am I crazy? It just use a switch. No, he says they use different color lights in different rooms, softer lights in the living room, brighter lights in the kitchen, and control them with ordinary light switches. Yeah, that works. Like, if that works for you, awesome, you know.
2: Well, I think there's been the stepping stones, right? Because I think I'm on like this middle ground because I decided the easiest way for me to go. I kind of went in phases, right? I was, I was starting to put hue everywhere. And then again, it got really expensive. Um, and the light switch getting turned off was a big hassle because my kids would do it. My in-laws would come over and they would do it. So for me, I ended up switching kind of course and going with all smart switches. And then I was like, I don't care. I can put any light up there. I can go get cheap LEDs. Doesn't matter. I control all my smart from here, but you lose out on warmth control, color control. So there are still spaces like back here uh, behind me and upstairs in certain areas where I do use the Hue light still in special spots. Um, But other than that, you know, you know, Andrew makes a good point. Like I kind of committed to kind of a, a hybrid model, right? Where I have my brights, are what my brights. I have my warms, run right my warms. But I still get all the smart functionality from the TP-Link switches on the wall, and mm-hmm. those can't be turned on and off. So I know my automations will always work because the switch is always on, and the switch is what's controlling it. Um, so I think there's kind of these stepping stones, and then you can go all out, you know, and do the full install, which I'm like, I'm excited to move into like my next home. I think like my next home, like I really want to start doing all these projects and I'm just going to, you know, go to Aaron's website and just look through everything. Okay. What am I going to do? I'm just going to do everything she did, right? She's tested it, tried and true. And who knows in 10 years, you'll, you'll probably have a lot cooler, you know, all crazy stuff. Who knows? Lighting will be something and you'll be on to, I don't know, what's the next big smart project after lighting. What do you do? I don't know. Maybe go ahead, Aaron.
1: I was going to say maybe smart flooring where it changes oh, yes. the color of the flooring some kind of optical illusion thing where I like it. Or smart wallpaper, who knows.
0: You you mentioned in your notes some um, you said lots of USB outlets for all your gadgets. You know, I I agree with you, but when will USB stop being like say you put all these in and then like are like you never change outlets? Nobody nope. I still have outlets from when they put outlets in this house in the 1950s right I mean from when I, they
1: were almond colored right
0: Yeah two wires they've been painted over about 8000 times you know and except for me I never painted them once So um but y- you do something like that I've thought about this you put in these smart switches or whatever They don't seem to have the life span, that the old, trusty, reliable, regular things that we've used for a thousand years, right? Do you you ever worry about that? Like, you're going to put in all these USB, and then all of a sudden, we do something, you know, Apple says, <laughs> everything's, everything's USB-C now, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I've thought about that. So the switches that we're going with are both AC and USB? So we've got a couple places where there's either two or four USBs and then two or four AC plugs so that we will have that versatility. Um, if down the road we all move away from USB to USB-C or something we haven't dreamed up yet, um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of confident we could swap them out. Um, the only reason we didn't put these in sooner is our house is a bit of an older house. It's kind of vintage 1950 or so. So there's actually not enough space in the wall cavities for us to add those bigger, newer USB boxes. So we tried to add a few of those in the house previously, just to have them, and they physically won't fit in the wall. So now that we're doing this renovation, and we're going through with all this, and everything's, you know, ripped off and open, and, you know, we can make these changes, I feel like it's a good time to do that. Hopefully it's future proof.
0: Yeah, I, I had a chance when we put the wine fridge in, I did, redid some wiring in that area. And I thought about it for a while. Like, I even had that USB outlet in my hand, and it was $35. And I was like, $7. You know, and I was thinking, you know, all, I've watched the advent of the brick change, and the advent's not the right word. I've watched this idea of the brick change the power brick for all these phones over all these years. And they all seem like they need, you know, different things from time to time, right? They all come with them, though. So I, in the end, I kind of like, I, I guess I'm, you know, I'm agreeing with Andrew at this point on, in this particular case, like, nah, I'm just going to put in the regular outlets because they don't change, and I'll let the plug-in I'll let the things we, because that's not going to change. We're not going to change the way we do our power.
1: Yeah, I don't think we're getting away from AC.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or the plugs are going to change. They're always going to be the yeah. same in the United States, in Canada, yeah. in Europe. They're always gonna that's not going to change. So that's kind of the direction I went. I had a chance to do that.
2: Yeah, there's a few spots where they make a lot of sense. Like for we have those right on our countertop area. That's a very central spot in our house where we spend a lot of time when guests are over there. There, and both outlets are typically used by a lady and you know something else. And having two additional USB ports there is awesome because. Guaranteed, someone's over and they're like, Hey, can I charge my phone real quick? I'm charging my phone. The boys are using the iPad at the counter. We just plug it right in. So, there's been a few times where that's been extremely handy, uh, but we only have one. That's like the one spot, but it's the one spot that it's extremely handy, right? So, just knowing where you constantly plug stuff in, I think, is, is kind of, it, it can be nice. Mike,
1: they have those We little- did have to give a lot of thought to that too. When we were laying out our electrical plan is where will things get plugged in? Where do we typically use things now and where do we need more space for plug in? I think that's that's so important like our houses weren't made for all of the gadgets we have today and the things that need power and plugging in or constant charging or constant connections. So that's one of the other things we did in this renovation too, is we added a lot more physical outlets than we had before, because I think we've talked about this on the podcast before that every outlet in my house has one of those like four or five adapter outlet things. And then there's, you know, like nine things plugged into it backwards and sideways, which is probably also not safe. (laughs) Exactly. The power light plug in nine things into two, but you know, we, we all need this power. So I think it's a really good time now to, since we've got all our walls open and stuff, we're going to add more power where we can.
0: That's a really, uh, by the way, that's a really bad, I, I I found the worst looking one I could get to, to do that. But there are some ones that fit over that, that give you, in, in other words, maybe you don't need nine, but Mike, in your case, maybe you need just the two plus USB around the inch, right? Yeah. Where,
2: But I like how this is built in, right? Like I don't need the extra stuff coming out. I like that. It just looks like a regular outlet. They're just, you can, you know, you, you couldn't even tell really unless you walk right up to it and see there's two USBs in between. Um, it, It makes it, it makes it a little bit easier, but the ones that I like are actually the ones that go flat for right behind your couch. For our, you know, it's like a flat Mm. adapter and then it goes, it's like a cord down to the ground or they have different stuff where you're not, you're not wedging those uh, outlets into the wall right behind your couch or behind my kid's room. The dresser is right up against like one of the only outlets in that room. And we have smashed a few lamp cords that are, they're not, they're not coming back.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this is not one of those, but it's close where you, you got, you're plugging it in, you got outlets on the side right, to be able to, your, you, your, your outlets. Here, I've got one where the outlets swivel, so they can go out front or they can't look the sides. Yeah. And you can kind of choose um, a, a what you want on that. I just, I still, yeah, Mike, I still, I think I'm going to go, I would go with a retrofitted device that goes over the top of that plug, try to make it as, look as good as possible. They all, they're all going to stick out, right, at that point. But right. knowing I could, when, when those things go away, I can just pull that thing off and replace it with something different based on the need that I have for that outlet. I don't know. That just seems to me that that just seems like it, it'd work better for me.
2: Yeah. The prices really come down though. Cause they're, they're almost cheaper to do the in outlet one. I think they're about 19 bucks um, to get just the regular outlet. But yeah, no, just knowing what you use on that space, I think is it's probably mm-hmm. the biggest thing. Yeah, I, I was at Menards,
0: and their their Menards is known for cheap stuff, but the electronic stuff they sell isn't always the cheapest.
2: Oh, never buy Lowe's. I don't like all those like smart outlet things at Lowe's or anywhere are insanely expensive. I always mm-hmm. go and look, especially at the outlets. Like you're right. I think I was at Lowe's. I think that outlet was like forty five bucks. Yeah. Came home, Amazon nineteen dollars. I'm like in like not just a little bit, like more than double. And I've always noticed that with pricing on smart stuff at kind of your big box stores here in the U.S.
0: Um, Aaron, last question. You're going to put smart blinds in uh, as well for this? Are you looking at those?
1: I'm looking at smart blinds. I, I had, a, I guess it's like a retrofit kit for a smart blind about a year or two ago that I tried. And I really liked it because I had, you know, I had it paired up with Sunrise and Sunset. So when it started to, when the sun started to set, the blinds would just start to come down. And then just as the sun was rising, they would come up all on their own. And it was so fun, like so great for privacy and just, you know, is opening and closing my blinds really that taxing or that much of a hassle? No. But having a smart home where, you know, you wake up and you go into the kitchen to get coffee and the blinds are, you know, up to let the sunrise in and stuff. It's, you know, it's it's one of those nice things that can make your home more comfortable. So I am uh, trying to find a a good smart blind source that will integrate with a smart digital assistant where I can have all these things programmed into my house. The other thing, the last thing I was kind of insistent we add if we were doing a bunch of plumbing, which we are, was a smart um, water sensor, a water monitor and leak sensor. So we've had um, something installed on our main, our water main water line water main line main water anyway um we've installed mm-hmm. that's right thank you yeah um and it's a device called fin it's spelled P H Y N. and it's just it's it's like a little a small flat brick of a device that gets cut into the line and it'll detect leaks it'll tell you about your water usage you can use it as a water shutoff valve It'll shut itself off if it detects leaks or, um, you know, like a pipe bursting or something in your house. So I just thought that was super smart. We, previous to the pandemic, loved to travel. So, you know, my neighbor would always chastise us for not shutting our water right off if we were to leave the house or leave town. So I thought this was a, a really smart solution.
2: That's cool. Wow. It's a little bit pricey.
1: It's not cheap. Yeah, it's no. about uh, 700 bucks US. So you know, a month's rent in Canada. <laughs> um, but it it does do a lot. It doesn't have monthly fees. Um, I like the fact that it's, you know, remote controlled with your smartphone. Like I said, you can shut your water off from anywhere in the world if you did need to if you if you forgot to shut it off and you wanted it off while you were traveling or you had left town or whatever. Um and I'm I'm excited to learn about some of the smart features because it can sort of monitor your water usage and apparently tell sort of which I might be speaking out of turn here, but from what I understand, which fixtures or which areas of your house are using the most water. Um, so I mean, if you've got one particular bathroom where your you know teenage children are using the shower a lot, um, you can point to what's being used on the app and say got to cut it back.
0: Well, why is it you can't get teenage boys into the shower and then all of a sudden you can't get them out of it? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. We we know why, Jim, we don't want to talk about it. You know, <laughs> yeah.
2: Andrew has a good point. He, he says, Mike, you think that's expensive? Try a flood. Good point. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like the alternative to pipe bursting and not having that, you know, all those sort of things. It's just the same thing to me as, you know, a uh, eco or nest thermostats. Like, I am shocked just to have me able to set that in vacation mode. And I the Eco Plus now on Ecobee is amazing because it kind of encourages you to try living at a lower temperature sometimes or at a higher temperature, mm-hmm. uh, saving you money. And, and I've noticed uh, we, we love our Ecobee, probably my favorite addition to our house um, in terms of smart devices. And that's, that's just a basic one, but we love that thing. Mm-hmm.
0: The, what's that orange box? Is it called Sense? That's, you oh,
2: the one? water one? No, or no, sorry. The electric, the electric one, the electrical one. Which I'm always surprised how that thing can know what devices are what. Yeah, I think it is on, sense or something like that. They they install it in your
0: they install it in your um, breaker in box. the panel.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: and then it tries to discover the, your various like you know various um appliances put off a certain wave, and so they've got they've identified some of them and. So it starts getting smart about what what you're using, and then you can go into the app and say, no, that is that, and this is
2: that, and we've got that here. And, yeah, you're right, Jim. It was Sense S E N S E, uh, two ninety nine mm-hmm. on Amazon.
0: Yeah. So that's another one of those monitoring devices. I, I'm currently now, like I Mike, I just had to go unlimited on Cox this month because I we we hit our we hit our cap the cap I just raised. And I and, I, and I'm, I'm like certainly that can't be Tim you know my marine son is home living with us for the next couple months he'll be moving out he can't be using that much bandwidth and my daughter was here over the weekend I'm like and I'm not certainly using that much bandwidth but maybe it's all adding up but I don't have a great way of knowing at the moment right you know it's just right. one of kinds of things of like I guess I could I, I need to hurry up and put a PF sense router in by the time I do that the need will be gone right it'll be back down to you know 500 you know, five hundred gig. A- I
2: think that's easily well, doable. I mean, I, I go through almost two terabytes, um, and that's just mainly just me and Hannah and doing some other stuff. So, speed. I mean, I am downloading a lot of games and stuff like that. But yeah, that's just me. I know, Aaron. Do you?
1: Eero and um, Eero and Google both have Wi-Fi mesh Wi-Fi systems that will that can monitor the devices and what bandwidth they're using, and even the um, wireless. Uh, oh. yeah, I think so. And Goodness. then, like you can actually throttle um bandwidth to like your kids' devices and prioritize your own. I know Google does that really well. I haven't experimented with it so much with the ero system, which is Amazon system. But I mean, how smart is that? like give your give your kids the laggy internet while you're trying to podcast or have a video conference, right? Yeah. The ability to be able to prioritize your internet is a must have for a lot of families, I think.
0: Yeah, I just don't, in time, you know, figuring all that stuff out, insta- you know, now you're, you're talking about another $300 to get those the, in. And so I'm going to, I want unlimited for the month. I was just like, okay, um, um, at least Cox allows us to kind of upgrade and downgrade through the app really easy. And so I can go in and at any point in the month kind of downgrade or upgrade kind of based on my usage. Downgrading, like, they make that a little bit harder. it, it it carry over till the next month and some of those other kinds of things. But
1: isn't, isn't this like your analogy for hitting the like button at the end of the broadcast that you think you're going to do it. And then you just don't, Jim. Yes. You forget to downgrade the internet yeah. the next month. You're like, oh, ah, yeah. we're already into it now for this uh, one. No,
0: just... right on, right on. It's, it's one of those. It is one of the things I, cause I, I worry about this every day. I'm like, I wonder how much bandwidth I've used today or when am I going to get that note from Cox that, that I've gone over. Now it, being unlimited No, I don't care. I'm kind of like, set up that Plex box and let's serve (laughs) out TV to the world might as well, right? I don't care kind of deal. So it completely changes the economy of the way I handle internet or the way I think about internet. I've been, you know, trying to skimp and save and kind of like, oh, where's all this bandwidth going? And now I'm like, you know, turn the faucet on, water the lawns. (laughs) All day long. By the way, my, my water bill went from 50 to 90 after one summer watering the lawn. So Mike, not going to be watering the lawn this summer as much as I did last year. Let's be cool. On the same way. We'll cover that when we have McKay back on the show. But um, uh, yeah, it's one of those kinds of things, keeping track of that. I need to, I need to figure out a good way. Um, Just as we kind of bring this in for a landing, I got to tell you about this really high tech coffee pot that I got, uh, this week, we've actually gone very low tech and I got a percolator, uh, just a regular coffee perk stove top perk. It was 15 bucks, uh, 1560, you see, uh, kind of on the screen right now. Um, feels like it is as cheap as it looks. Let's just be really, really clear (laughs) about this. It came in a box from Amazon and, um, we, we've been wanting to the, the, I have a perk. I have an all-in-one perk. So you plug it in and then you plug that into the wall and the, the base on the bottom heats up the water really, really fast, by the way. But the, the fatal flaws, the plug, you have to, you know, when you're washing that thing out, it gets water in it. And so the, mm-hmm. the, the ends began to rust and eventually it corroded and it's not working really well. So I've been wanting to try a stovetop percolator. We bought this one, and it was just really hilarious. So, I, I of course, I had to try it right away. It well it came in a box, and I was wondering if there's anything in the box. It was so light, very so we, light. It's not boxed at all. It was just it had a had a piece of plastic wrapped around it. And um, uh, so we took it out, uh, washed it, and then put coffee in it, and put it on the stove, and we're doing some things. And Tim, my son, says, "Dad, I feel like that thing's gonna melt right on the stove." <laughs> it just felt cheap and, and flimsy, it actually makes a good pot of coffee. So for, for all those smart devices that we have out there, I guess I'm, Andrew, maybe for a change, I'm actually siding with you. Because Andrew's, uh, lots of times, it does some, you know, he's kind of our old school guy. Why can't I just use lights? Why can't they just work, right? But old school coffee maker, old school percolator, it makes really great coffee. Like, it is just, there's something about Perkin coffee that just changes the flavor. It's just, it's just delicious. So, yep, $15, $15 low tech options. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm probably going to buy a better one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but at least now you've got a benchmark. You've got your threshold.
0: Yeah, yeah. because I never, my mom, I grew up with my mom making, she made coffee every, in fact, I'm hoping someday I'll inherit. I don't want anything else of hers, but I do want that coffee maker, the perk, because she's made 50 years of coffee in it. I mean, it, 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 the coffee tastes so great in those things because it's just been seasoned, right? I mean, they are
1: nostalgia. They are in a cup.
0: I, yeah. When you guys are, uh, you guys coffee drinkers, uh, mm-hmm. in, in, the van, in the van, how's, how's coffee made in the van? How do you guys do it?
1: Uh, we have a perk. Percul- percolator that we will use over the campfire um but more often than not we'll just boil it in the kettle and do we've got kind of like a cone pour over system and then we'll just sort of make it by the half pot kind of thing to keep it hot because we don't really have a good way to keep it hot but um i um i picked up a nespresso pod tiny little nespresso machine Mm -hmm. a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. because i've been
0: the old old fighting version
1: uh the Orig- I think they're called original, the original pods, ones. not the, yeah, the round. Yeah. Not the rounded one, exactly. Yeah. Um, I've sort of been fighting with my old machine, which is a it's a what is it called a super automatic machine. It's made by a company called Jura, and the machine makes good espresso. It does everything for you; you don't have to worry about it. But it's massive. So, in the context of our renovation, we're trying to find better options that are also smaller so I thought well I'm going to investigate this Nespresso route because we actually Jim to to your question we will use Nespresso pods when we're camping or in the van and I've got a hand pump Nespresso pod machine that I can use to make espresso or coffee so I thought you know it's great for the van it's great for camping maybe it'll be the answer for the kitchen and so I just, I broke down and finally bought one. And there's a review on, um, on tech and on the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Aaron Lawrence TV. And I love it. I was not expecting to love it. I was not expecting to trade my, you know, fancy espresso beans for Nespresso pods, but I'm, I'm a happy camper.
0: They're great. I, I have the Nespresso. I have the new one, the. I can't pronounce it.
1: Virtuo.
0: Virtuo, yeah. They got the curved ones, and I just love them. Mike, are you? What do you guys do?
2: Nespresso. Yeah, all all the way. Like I said, the first time that that little foam came out on top, I thought it was weird, and then I had my first cup, But I was like, "Who? That's delicious." We go through. I had no idea there was a
1: Nespresso community. Like I kind of thought Nespresso was that, you know. And nobody really wants to drink it. It's probably not very good. And it's kind of sad that you can't make your own coffee or espresso. And I'm like, no, the coffee's good. Yeah,
0: it is. The, the early commercials kind of led you to believe that. Like, you know, they were, I think it was Danny DeVito or, or, or someone who, and maybe even George Clooney, I think were the early Nespresso, uh, you know, spokes people for that. And I, I remember thinking, is that like, instant coffee, you know? Yes, yes. And we, we, um, someone turned us on to it, and then we bought one, I think Sarah bought one for me for Christmas or something. And she's like, the, the owner's a gigantic coffee snob. Like, he, he can't, mm-hmm. he kind of did this because he wanted really good brewed coffee, but he doesn't, he didn't want to spend all the time to do it. So he, right built this thing to be able to do what it did. So they, they are a copy.
1: Well, that's interesting. I should read up on them a little bit more.
0: Yeah, well, you know, at Christmas time, I um had an order. I, I ordered a box of, of pods, and they went to work. And yeah. I did, I thought they were, they were supposed to come here, because I don't go to work anymore. And, um, well, I do, but I mean, not, not the location. So, I, I called. It was right before Christmas and I got this guy and he he, he sounded like he didn't know what he was doing. Like you know, he's like, Well, I gotta look at I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And so he's like, I tell you what, I will he goes, give me 15 minutes, I'll call you right back. I was like, really? He's like, Yes. So um uh 15 minutes later, he calls me back. He goes, Oh yeah, the address, the 101 Gallup Drive. Oh, I said, Oh, I shipped him to work, didn't I? He goes, Yes. I'm like, I am so sorry. <laughs> like, this was my fault the whole time. You know, and I, I never was mad. I, I was mad it didn't show up, right? I wasn't mad. And he goes, I'm, I'm a, the regional vice president for something. And I'm helping fill in because we have people off for Christmas. And, you know, we wanted to give our staff time off for Christmas. And I was like, that's really cool. One,
1: wow, super no cool. No kidding. Very
0: yeah. cool. He's like, I was just answering the phones to kind of help out because things have been so crazy and, and we've given people you know we've. Given That's the,
1: impressive.
0: So I was like, oh, that kind of warmed my heart a little bit. Like a company that would do that, I was like, okay, yeah, you got my business for, you know, not that I was thinking of going anywhere, but that was yeah. a, that was just super cool. Um, I think Joe had said this is the one I need to upgrade to, which is this uh, Farberware fifty one twenty four Classic Yosemite Stainless Steel Coffee Percolator, thirty five dollars, so double the price. It does it does look, you guys see it and it,
1: it does it's a lot look. prettier. It's very
2: shiny. I have that exact one. It. It's great. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, We use it for camping. Yeah. yeah. I got it for camping and I like the stove thing that goes on top of a burner or on top of a little propane tank. It's, yeah. it's great. Makes great yeah. coffee.
0: Okay. Joe, good, good suggestion. I will, it says 25 on Amazon. So, uh, and a great percolator. I I'm going to run, I'll probably run this cheap one for a while just cause why not? like, it works. It makes great coffee. I'll, I'll give it a try. So, um, Aaron, if folks want, we've mentioned this a few times, but if folks want to find you, where's all the right places to do that?
1: Hit me up at TechGadgetsCanada.com, which is the website. The YouTube channel where I do video reviews of everything that comes into the house almost is YouTube.com slash TV. And I am on Twitter and Instagram at Aaron L-Y-Y-C, And I love hearing from folks. I love getting suggestions about things to review. Um, if people have feedback about things, if people disagree with my review or agree with my review, I like that even better, but um, I love hearing from folks. So hit me up on any of those channels and let me know what you think.
0: Can you hang out with us for a few minutes more? Is it? I sure can. Yeah. Show? I've got some things to, kind of close up with folks. But uh, just a couple reminders. One, big thanks to our Patreon uh, supporters here, those that uh, $5 or more, Brian, Tim, I got to fix that, Ed, Aaron, Joe, Jim, Ross, Andy, John, Ed, Ryan, Justin, John, Brian, Dwayne, Nathaniel, and Paul. Thanks for uh, what you guys do. And each and every month, if you want to join us here as part of kind of partners in this on Patreon, you can do it. We have a five dollar plan. It's really simple. I just have one five dollar plan. If you want to do that, if you're here in the US, I'll send you a little home gadget geeks coin for doing that. Head out to the average slash home. No, let's see. The average slash Patreon. We'll get you there. If you want to join us on uh and you want to do some crypto on Coinbase, not your money, crypto on Coinbase. Head out to the average slash coinbase. And if you sign up, you get ten and I get ten. And it's a it's not a bad little deal. And it if you want to talk about it, let me know. I'd love to, we'll, we'll talk, Mike and I'll talk about that all day long, right, Mike?
2: <laughs> of course.
0: We will. Um, Ed, Ed's suggestion was maybe crypto in the post show needs to be a thing that comes back. Bring it back. Yeah. It needs it's getting better. exciting again. If you want to join us in the discord group, uh, lots of great conversation going on over there. And that's, I think that's the best discord group uh, on the internet. You can head over to the, uh, the average guy. slash discord. Brian left us a message and you could too. So if you got some advice for me, on percolators, or if you got advice for me on, on uh, the Mac or a watch or whatever, we'd love to hear that. Send us some, wasn't that kind of cool, Aaron? that, that they could just call in and leave a message that
1: way? I think that's awesome. Interaction is
0: great. Yeah, we love that. I mean, it can even be funny. Like, you got 30 seconds, by the way, so it cuts you off at 30 seconds, but we'd love some funny ones. Head over to HomeGadgetGeeks.com, and the uh, bottom right-hand corner is a little Um, microphone. Just click it and leave a message. We love to have them there as well. You can contact me, Jim, at TheAverageGuy.tv, and many of you do. Thanks for doing that. Uh, Find me on Twitter at Jay Collison. He is at Tech, Of course, TheAverageGuy.tv platform powered by Maple Grove Partners. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. And of course, you know, that's Christian. MapleGrovePartners.com plans start as little as $10 a month. And Christian just set up, Mike, you and I have been working on this a little bit, a redundant data center for Maple Grove Partners. So now um, one site goes down, the other site comes up. I think we tested that. You tested it, right? All, all yep. good, yeah.
2: yeah, You can always access my uh, ham radio website, which is, I know exactly what all you guys want to do.
0: <laughs> we haven't talked to him. We're going to have to come after we get through these, this, these guests, we're going to have
2: to come. Bring come it back too. to ham radio. I can talk about ham radio all day. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. There we go. Aaron, have you guys tried ham radio at all? Is that something? I have not. You?
1: I oh, understand. It's a life. very passionate community. Yeah. It
2: is. Yeah. Got to get you guys in the ham radio. Well, that's good.
0: You know, we'll could talk. Out in the middle of nowhere and need emergency assistance of some kind.
1: Mm-hmm. Want to are... talk to somebody on the other side of the globe? I could, I'd could. i be into that.
0: When you yeah, exactly. to that guy, you just like, okay, you go go kill a bear or something. <laughs> 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 Bring home some meat. And then you could get, jump on ham and uh, and and talk to Mike. That would be... There we go. Hey,
2: I talk to you? Canada all the time, actually. It's like, I, I have a great pipeline. There's like a, the propagation to Canada is really good for my house. So I actually talked to Canada. more oh, okay. I, like the way ham radio waves work. I can't talk to Kansas, but I can talk to Canada all the time and South Africa. But like Kansas, nope, can't reach Kansas, which is right below us. So
1: you'll have to practice your A's.
2: Yeah. Eight. Right. Hey. A, a boat? I'm playing hockey Absolutely. now, too, so now yep. I'm really, you know, the guy, one of our guys on our team is Canadian, so I'm really getting, you know, all the Canadians. i
1: get out. you an honor, honorary maple leaf patch or something.
2: Okay, yeah. here we go. oh this is elevating. I, I know, My I, I had street cred in Canada now. This is cool. <laughs> <laughs> we, we are. I'm going to we board.
1: <laughs> we'll get you a toque, Mike. Get to a toque i don't know what that is but I, I think i'm gonna like it <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's a, a,
0: hat. It a hat yeah hat and then the, with the a
1: pom-pom often
0: do the ears come down with uh-huh. that kind of hat no or, no, no. It's, it's more like a, a i don't know what you
1: guys would call it it's yeah okay yeah like a beanie but you often with a pom-pom or okay something yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: All right, enough shenanigans. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at the Average Guy TV slash Live. Uh, John from Channels is joining us next week, so you want to be on for that? They just had a play on announcement that came out, and, and of course, we've been enjoying Channels here. So, come join us. I'm sure it'll be a super nerdy conversation about DVRs and and uh, and and watching your television content uh, through Channels. Um, Aaron, thanks for coming out. We'll do a little bit of post show with that. We'll say goodbye, everybody. Thanks.